All right, hey guys, welcome to another episode of Pursuing Jesus Podcast. My name is Shane Winnings. This is episode 57. I'm going to be talking about avoiding wokeness in 2022. How do we avoid this movement that seems to be overtaking our nation and spreading across the globe? Uh, we're going to dive into that. I want to thank you for listening. You know, I just looked on Spotify. There's over 546 uh, five-star ratings. I am so blown away by that. Guys, thank you so much for all of you who take the time to give us a rating, um, to to leave a review. You know, on Apple Podcasts, you can actually leave a written review, which that really helps us um, get exposed more because, you know, a lot of people, when they're surfing through different podcasts, they're kind of podcast shopping, they will read the reviews. And when you write and, and tell about you know, how this podcast has helped you navigate issues or, or, you know, delivered you from wrong ways of thinking or whatever it is, that speaks to people and they in turn will listen and experience what you experienced. And so I want to encourage you, man, keep, keep giving us reviews and, and rating us if you haven't, if you've been moved, if you've been marked by the podcast and God working through it, uh, please do that. And uh, if you don't already, make sure you follow us, hit that bell uh, it'll turn on notifications so you get updated when we post a new episode. And as always, I want to invite you to partner with us monthly. Hey, for this thing to keep going, for, for all of our ministry to keep going, we need our monthly partners. And, uh, you know, we, we have many monthly partners, but some come and go. And, you know, every time I check our, our uh, budget, it's it's up, it's down, it's, it's, it's changing. And so we're trying to build a stable uh, monthly team. And so if you want to join our monthly team, and uh, be a part of our monthly donor Zoom that was totally unsuccessful before, but maybe some of you newcomers will want to hop on a Zoom with me once a month and as just a thank you for donating and, and to hear about your life and to share some things from mine and, and talk about whatever. Um, consider partnering with us. You can give through any of the links in the description or go to shanewinnings.com and hit the Give button. You know, think if, if, five people, if, if 100 people gave $5 a month, that would that would be five hundred dollars a month towards our ministry. That would be huge. Or if if twenty five people gave twenty dollars a month, um, that would be massive. So please consider partnering with us there. So let's let's get into this wokeness. This has been really. I feel like you know it was kind of creeping in before twenty twenty and all that went down. And I feel like that opened the floodgates to this progressive style, you know, and and I believe it was already happening, but we saw it exposed on a a massive level, you know, especially with TikTok kind of taking off. We began to see what people are really up to. And I feel like every day I'm seeing worse and worse things. You know, I just posted something on my Instagram story and uh if you don't follow me, go to Shane.winnings on Instagram. Check out my story. This was in Waco, Texas. There was like a drag show or something, and there's literally trans transgendered people like grinding up on kids and like rubbing their genitals and uh, rubbing their own genitals in front of these kids. And there's parents there, like this is and this is happening in a Republican uh, district, which you know Republicans are generally conservative. So this is the I mean this is like outrageous. And I tagged the mayor of Waco in the post and and it's it's receiving national attention you know the people that i'm friends with that have posted this have 
collected millions of followings, you know, followers. And I have over a million followers on all of my social media. And I'm like, dude, this, this is not good. Like this is happening in your city. And I want to give you an opportunity to speak out about it. Because um, if you go to this mayor's page, his name's Dylan Creek, I believe. Um, he says, you know, he is a, he's a Christian and he's the mayor. And so I'm like, dude, you have to do something about this. You have to make a statement. Maybe you didn't know about it before, but Dylan Meek is his name. You know, and I'm like, maybe you didn't know about it before, but now that you do, you need to make a statement. And, uh, and so I'm hoping that he speaks out. But this is what we're seeing. We're, we're seeing undercover videos. You know, I'm so thankful for um, organizations like Project Veritas with James O'Keefe where they're, they're catching people who think they're out on a date or something, and they're sharing. You know, you have principals that are talking about how they're literally trying to indoctrinate kids to the liberal leftist agenda. Um, you, you've got teachers on there who are, who are talking about how what they share in the classroom. You have people in these, you know, major organizations that are talking about these big moves that are happening behind the scenes. Listen, guys, not everything is what it seems, but in the same way in 2022, we're seeing that a lot of things are what they seem. People are coming right out and saying, you know, I, I saw a TikTok video of a teacher who pretended to be, you know, they, they said they were pretending to be straight and conservative to the parents. And as soon as they closed the classroom door, they said, well, I'm actually a transgender, queer, all of these liberal, all these things, and I'm about to teach your kid. And it's like, guys, th this is the world that we're living in. And so as Christians... How do we navigate this? Because there is an assault on the next generation. There's an assault on our kids. And it, it actually begins with us. Because when someone flat out says, we are trying to uh, pr program your kids' brain. We are trying to indoctrinate your kids. Like, we are coming for your children. There was a men's choir, I think, out of San Francisco or somewhere in California. Go figure, unfortunately. Many horrible leftist things come out of California. Um, you know, and I'm not talking about friends that I have that are that have democratic views. Like, look, this isn't Democrat versus Republican. When I'm talking about liberal leftist, I'm talking about this movement. So if you are a part of the movement that is trying to indoctrinate kids, like you're who I'm talking to. If you're not trying to indoctrinate kids and you don't stand for that, then I'm not talking about you. I don't care what your voter registration card says. You can change. Like I've had friends that hated Republicans and they did their research and, the, and they said God spoke to them and told them they were in pride and they needed to do research and they did. And now they fall more conservative. It's not about a voter registration card. It's not about a political party. It is about your values. You will vote based on your values or you will vote based on, well, you're always going to vote based on your values. The truth is, are your values rooted in your faith and in your belief in Jesus Christ or are they rooted in your flesh? Because if you are out for yourself, if you're out for gain, if you're out for all of these selfish reasons, then you might find yourself leaning left. I'm just being honest. Most of the people that I know that are leaning right are trying to protect families. They're trying to protect kids. They're trying to protect the economy. They're trying to protect the country. Like, there's a reason that conservatives are called conservatives. And yeah, there's a lot of fake conservatives out there. That's why they're called rhinos, Republican in name only. That's what that stands for. 
They pretend to be Republican, but they actually have these leftist views, and they're being called out by undercover people like James O'Keefe as well. Like, how? So, with all of this happening, how do we respond? How do you avoid falling into the trap of wokeness? Because the problem is, a lot of the church has began to drift that way. If you look on social media, and I'm telling you, 2020 exposed a lot of things, and it's not just because of the the whole pandemic that went down. There was also the the thing with George Floyd, and there, I mean, all of this came out around the same time, and it resulted in a shift. And I believe that it was a spiritual shaking. I'm not the only one who believes this. It's not like I have this, you know, great idea. Like, many people believe that it was God shaking his church, and I fully believe that. God flipped the churches upside down, and he shook them, and anything that was not rooted in him fell away. Churches closed down, but some churches exploded, and I believe the ones that exploded were the ones that were pressing in, that were saying, God... These are trying times, and we need you to lead our church. I believe there were churches that were trying to do it on their own, and they found the, the leadership of the Holy Spirit, and they submitted, and they exploded. And there were churches that tried to continue doing it their way, and doing it man's way, and the Bible says there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end leads to death. And the same principle applies, not just for living a life of you know, sin and flesh and pleasure and all that, but the principle still applies for trying to do life on your own apart from hearing the voice of God. And so as a result, two years later, we have churches that are full-blown woke. They're, they're allowing this stuff. And there, there used to be a saying at the Air Force Academy, I think that they removed it. I'm not sure. But it said... uh Maybe this isn't the one they removed, but the Air Force Academy has gone woke as well. It's it's literally creeping into our military, our academies, our schools. It's it's horrible. We are seeing a decay of our nation. And this is why the Christian must stand up, because we are called by Philippians 2 to be lights in the midst of a crooked and perverse generation. But it says holding fast to the word of life. If we are not holding fast to the word of life, we are going to be holding fast to the opinion of the day. We're going to be holding fast to whatever culture says we should be holding fast to. And all of a sudden, sermons will be about relevancy and, and about keeping butts in seats and keeping people happy. And guys, this is not the way. But it's not just people that are saying things for or against. I don't think most of the church at large has taken a stance. Actually, what we've seen and, and uh, what, what we've heard just through the media and through social media, we've heard nothing. We, we've heard Roe v. Wade overturned nothing from many churches, many big churches, many big preachers. You know, they were, they were given a softball. Knock this thing out of the park. Just take a stance. Speak out. Speak, like, let your opinion be known about Roe v. Wade and it being overturned and tens of millions of babies being saved. And they said nothing but they were quick to post a black square. They were quick to act on these other social injustices, but they don't care about black babies in the womb. This is one example. You see, it's not just them saying, I'm for or I'm against. They are complicit by saying nothing. And the saying at the Air Force Academy that was on one of the walls, I went there for a summer program when I was a junior in high school, 
And it says, I will not lie, steal, or cheat, nor will I tolerate anyone else who does. You see, that last part is incredibly important because there's many people who are like, yeah, I'm not going to lie, steal, or cheat, but hey, I mean, you do you. That is not going to hold up. And Jesus makes it clear in the book of Revelation when he is addressing these churches and he's talking about the Jezebel spirit. He says to this church, he's, he, he's talking about, you know, each church he addresses, he says, hey, I know your works, you know, good and bad. I, I, I'm commending you for this and I'm, I'm applauding you for this, but I have this against you. And one of the churches, he says, you have tolerated the Jezebel spirit. Imagine being that church. Imagine being that pastor. Like, that is a real thing that Jesus is going to say to someone, to a church, to a group of people. You, I have the, imagine Jesus having something against you. And we're talking about revelation, like this is the end. I have this against you. You have tolerated this spirit. I want to ask you, are you a minister or are you a part of a ministry that has tolerated the spirit of the age? Because if you are, I'm telling you that you are being rebuked right now. You're being rebuked by me. You're being rebuked by the Lord. And there is a massive rebuke coming at the end of the age if you do not repent. If you want to avoid wokeness, it first starts with taking a stance. And when you take a stance, it better be a biblical one. And so if you want to know, how, how can I avoid the wokeness? How can I avoid? First, you have to die to yourself. Because the reason people aren't saying anything is they are afraid. It's not because they don't care. It's because they're afraid. They know, dude, if I say something about this... I am going to ruffle some feathers, and that is not even, that doesn't even come close to what's actually going to happen. I'm not just going to ruffle feathers. Like, there's going to be bloodshed. There's going to be spiritual bloodshed. There's going to be, and the bloodshed is going to be happening to their reputation, to their ministry, to their finances, to their friend group, to their ego, to what, to their status, to their following. Think of some of these celebrity preachers who nearly have a cult following. People just, they love them so much, it doesn't matter what they do, they're standing behind them. Like, they can't just come out and say whatever they want. And the sad part is, I wonder if over time, living that way, living, riding that line, never saying anything controversial, if you actually start to get to a place where you don't care. Like, you're not concerned. It's one of those things where you're like, yeah, Roe v. Wade, look, I'm not, we got bigger fish to fry. We're talking about how to help people live their best life in Christ. You know, they make sure it's it's Christianese, but it's like Christian self-help. It's like Christian motivational speaking. It's like, it's like if Tony Robbins came to preach at your church and he didn't swear. Like, guys, this is the spirit of the age. It is not taking a stance And the Bible says you are either for me or against me. You gather or you scatter. You are my friend or you are my enemy. Elijah said it. Who are you going to serve? Choose this day. Like, guys, this is the time we're living in. But you will not avoid wokeness 
if you are afraid for your own life, and maybe your life, your physical life is not something you're afraid of, but you have built your life in your reputation, in your status, in what you have achieved, and you have pride in where you've gotten yourself, and you're like, I can't speak out or I'll lose everything. You have made your life an idol. You've put it before God. If you can't take a biblical stance on something, you need to seriously sit down with God and you need him to wreck you. You need to get rebuked by him. You need to be chastened by him, disciplined by him. And look, this is something that we all need. Like I daily sit down and I say, Lord, show me any area in my life that, I, that I'm withholding from you. Is there anything? I don't want to be in pride. And that includes spiritual pride. I don't, I don't want to be prideful where I'm looking down on people. I don't want to be prideful where I'm afraid to talk about something like, I want to walk as you walked. Please show me. And when you seek the Lord in that vulnerable, humble, honest place of saying, God, please search my heart, search my, know my thoughts, just like David prayed in the Psalms, like, know me, search me, examine me, God, find in me anything that I need to give to you, uproot any wrong ways of thinking, please. I want pride to die in the name of Jesus. I want my self-image, the the way I think the world sees me, and to care about that. I want that to die in the name of Jesus. I want to walk as you walked. I want to consider myself of no reputation, just like you did in Philippians 2. Like, God, please help me, because I have to be bold. And you can't be bold for Christ if you are worried about your own image. It will leave you grayed out, and you will not avoid wokeness. You'll just fall into it, and you'll begin to become numb to it, and maybe one day you'll even become one of those people who justifies it because you're afraid to move, and so you've fixed your position, and now you have to dig your heels in and defend yourself. And that's where we see a lot of people. I see a lot of famous preachers, ministers, worship leaders, whatever. They have dug their heels in for so long that they now can manipulate scripture in a way to defend their position and it is so ungodly it's not even funny and that's why a lot of these guys are finding themselves in memes they're finding themselves in these pages and and some of them are they're they're hateful and i don't agree with them they're just bashing each other and that's not the way to get things done but there there's some truth in all of it and you have to look and say man how did you get yourself to this place where you were a minister of the word of god you were a worship leader and all of a sudden you stand for everything that is against the bible but you have a christian confession guys if you they didn't get there overnight like they, they like these guys they didn't wake up one day and it's like you know what i'm just going to live for the world and claim christ now, maybe some of them did. Who knows? And that's for God to decide, and he'll deal with that. He's a judge. But I'm willing to bet that 99.9% of these guys didn't wake up one day and say, you know what, I'm going to totally live for the world and just confess Jesus Christ and see how much money and fame I can get. No, they probably started with pure intentions, and over time, a lack of intimacy followed by and, and coupled with this you know, desire, the Bible teaches about this, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life, like some of those or all of those things begin to creep in, comparing self among self, it's it's all about who you're around, all of a sudden you're in this celebrity circle, this sphere, and all of a sudden you begin to judge yourself by those around you, and your, 
you know, your um, convictions begin to come down and you begin to have the same convictions as everyone else, because if you don't, then you'll be going against the grain. But First Peter 4 teaches us that if you are living godly and holy, that you're going to be running a different direction than everyone else, and they're going to think it's strange that you aren't doing the same things they are. But the problem is, and what the world sees on social media, is you have a bunch of Christians that are doing the same things as everyone else. And when they get rebuked in the comments section by Christians who really care about them and really love them and say, man, this isn't the way. Girl, this isn't the way to live for Jesus. Use your platform for Jesus. They defend it, they laugh at it, they joke about it, they say, God knows my heart, you guys are just haters, blah, blah, blah. And they fall deeper and deeper and deeper into deception. And the problem with deception is you don't know when you're deceived. You don't know. That's why it's called deception. You have no idea that you're deceived. That's what makes it so hard to recognize. That is why you need to be one in a relationship with Jesus Christ because he will tell you, he will speak to you, he will keep you from ever going down that road. But two, you need to have a friend group around you that is burning for Jesus more than you are or at least on the same level. You need people around you who are more on fire for God, who are wiser than you, who are older than you. You need fathers in your life. You need people that can look at you and say, hey, wake up. Like, pull your head out of your rear. You need to see that you're totally deceived. You're living for the world. Like, you need people in your life like that who will save you. They'll save you. If you don't, what happens is you become like the guy that Paul is writing about who is in the church, but he is living far from the church, and he says, cut that guy out of your church. Cut that girl out of your church. Hand them over to Satan. For the destruction of their flesh that their soul might be saved. Guys, I'm here to tell you that some of you, if you are not following Jesus Christ, but you're confessing him and you're trying to be in a church and God forbid you're in a church and you're pulling other people away from God to live the way that you do, you run the risk of being handed over to Satan for the destruction of your flesh, hopefully that you'll repent and your soul will be saved. I'm just telling you, this is a biblical principle. God will hand you over to your sin. There's, there, there's only one thing you can do, and that is follow Jesus Christ. And that might sound easy. like that might, It's like, yeah, but tell me something else. There's a reason that a bunch of us preachers constantly say the same thing. Jesus is the answer. Jesus is the only way. Follow Jesus with your whole heart. Guys, it's the first commandment. Love the Lord your God with all of your strength, with all of your soul, with all of your mind, with everything, with all of your heart, with everything in you, love the Lord and follow him. Jesus said, if you love me, you'll keep my commands. If you want to avoid wokeness, you have to be more in love with Jesus than the world. You have to be more in love with Jesus than yourself. You have to be more in love with Jesus than your own desires. Because if you don't, your love or whatever you want to call it for Jesus will reach a limit. You'll say, well, I can't can't go that far because it'll cost me this. The people who went woke, they they had a ceiling to their walk with Jesus. They said, I'll follow you until this point because then it's going to start to cost me. This is why Jesus told the rich man uh, to go sell everything. And then he told everyone else around, he said, it's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than it is for a rich man to enter the kingdom. Why? It doesn't mean you can't be rich. 
It's someone who thinks of themselves as rich without Jesus Christ. If you think you're rich without Jesus Christ, it is going to be impossible for you to get into the kingdom of God because you're deceived. If you don't have Jesus Christ, you're not just missing a piece of your life. You're missing the whole thing. And you can have a Christian confession and say that you have Jesus Christ, but if you're living for the world, then the fruit of your life actually speaks against you. It testifies against you. And so now your life is actually testifying against your speech. And so you'll be condemned by the very way that you live, even though you preach or, or minister a different way. And all of a sudden, you're going to become just like everyone else. And this is why in Revelation, God is speaking to a church. Jesus is speaking. And he says, I know your works. You're neither hot or cold. I could wish you were one or the other. But because you are not, I am vomiting you. I am spitting you out of my mouth. I'm spewing you out of my mouth. Now, what is he saying? I want you to be on fire for me. I want you to be cold. No, that's not what that means. What he's saying is this, that there, was a, there were two towns, and I, I can't remember their name. I think that um, Colossae was one, maybe Laodicea was another. But one of them had um, a hot springs, and people would go there, and it was, it was healing, and it was um, soothing, right? It, it was this, this recovery place. It, it was good, like this warm water. It was known for that, and, and people would go. And then there were the, were the cool uh, springs of, I don't know if it was Colossae, I don't know which one it was, but the point is there were these hot springs, and there was this cool, refreshing water, and they both served a purpose. Like, you don't, you don't do anything with lukewarm water. The only thing I, I can even think of that you do with lukewarm water is you thaw meat in it. Like if you need to thaw meat, you don't want to thaw it in cold water. It's going to take forever. Uh, you don't want to thaw it in hot water because it can begin to cook the meat. So I've always heard thaw it at lukewarm room temperature. Like it's good. It, what Jesus is saying is this lukewarm water is good for nothing. You serve no purpose. You don't heal anyone. You're not soothing for anyone. You're not refreshing for anyone. You're not, you're, not, you're not living waters. You're not a cool drink on a hot day. You're not a warm, you know, hot springs on a, on a tense body, you know, that needs to be recovered and relaxed. You're nothing. You, you serve no purpose. That, that is best case scenario if you are not following Jesus in 2022 that you serve no purpose. Because what we're seeing in the woke uh, generation right now, and this woke theology that's coming out, is if we don't just have people that are lukewarm, we actually have people that are evangelizing for the devil. The devil has a discipleship track, and there are people that are taking others with them. There are people that are trying to groom and trying to say, follow us. Yes, you know, 10-year-old girls should be able to cut their breasts off and, and, and take hormone pills to become a guy. Yes, you know, boys should be able to cut their privates off and become a girl and take puberty blockers and all these things. Like, like kids should be learning about their teacher's sex life and, and all their different genders and all the fluidity of every... Like, guys, they are evangelizing for the devil, this is not the time for the church, and you are the church. If you are a believer, you are the church. The church is not a building. 
This is not the time for you to stay silent. And the first step to avoiding wokeness is to speak out about it. If you are silent in this hour, you are complicit. You are standing by and you are watching what is happening. And you need to be brave and you need to be bold and you need to stand up in the face of all that is taking place. You can't, ignorance is not bliss. The Bible says what you don't know is destroying you. Hosea 4, 6, my people are destroyed for a lack of knowledge. The world says ignorance is bliss. Guess what? You can't turn a blind eye to what's happening and pretend it isn't. Or you can't say, well, that's not happening in my town. How do you think a nation changes? It starts here and it trickles over there and all of a sudden it's permeated through the whole country. Guys, we're talking about a conservative Republican district in Texas, probably one of the freest states, Texas and Florida, and one of, in a Republican district in that free state, the Texas, the place where people joke about like should just secede and become its own country because it's nothing like the rest of the United States. And guess what? We've got trans people grinding and showing their privates off to kids in a park. Newsflash, like wokeness is everywhere. You're not safe where you're at. And so it's time for you to shine as a light. It's time for you to stand up and say something. I've got friends that are in school board meetings speaking out. They don't even have kids in that school board. Like they're going to these meetings. They're making their voices heard. They're talking on social media. They're trying to get on podcasts. They're doing whatever they can to get the word out there. And if we don't, we're going to continue to see the decay and the decline of this country. And I'm telling you, the values that the next generation is growing up with, they're going to be the ones that are running the country 20, 30 years from now. I don't know about you, but I don't want those people running our country. I want things the way they used to be. I want the conservative, like, respect humility, honoring mother and father, yes sir, yes ma'am, no sir, no ma'am, to strangers, like I want my kid to grow up in that. And I am not giving up just because it seems like we're losing the fight. No, I'm going to take a stand. I'm going to be bold. I'm going to keep speaking out about it. And you know what? I can show my son what it looks like to follow God and to not allow the plans of the enemy to seep into anything that I have influence over. And so one person can't do it. It starts with all of us. You have a sphere of influence, whether you're in school or at your job or in your family or whatever. You have to take a stand. So do it. Take a stand. And the, the way that you start taking a stand is you start spending more time with Jesus because you have to love him more than anything else. If you don't, you'll cave at some point. So just build that relationship. Get alone with him. If you need help, I wrote a book. I wrote a, a devotional, and it's going to take you three to five minutes a day, and it's, it's like a, a, a kickstarter to walking in a relationship with Jesus Christ. It's called I Will Always Overcome. It's available on Amazon. It's only 10 bucks. You can get on Amazon. You can go to my website, shanewinnings.com. You can get a copy. I'm telling you, do whatever you can to get an intimate relationship with Jesus and keep asking him to keep you close, to reveal things to you, to keep you from deception. Because the people who are walking around in wokeness are deceived, and they don't know it. They think they know what they're doing, but they don't.
I'll finish with this. You might say, no, these people know exactly what they're doing. Listen, I bet those guards and those soldiers thought they knew what they were doing when they nailed Jesus to that cross. He said, Father, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. Why? Because if people truly knew what they were doing, if they saw the spiritual impact, if they saw eternity, if they saw God on the throne with the Son seated at the right hand, and they had a true perspective of this life and what it's all about, they would never do what they're doing. They need to have their eyes open. So be a part of the solution. Let's bring the gospel to the corners of the world. Amen. Well, guys, I hope this encouraged you. Share it if it did. Post this. Like, let, let's get wokeness out of our country. It starts with you. You have to take a stand. Amen? Listen, if you're looking for a Christian education that does not promote wokeness, that has stuck to the Bible, that has weathered the storm, you need to check out Faith International University. Incredible Christian college. Go to faithiu.edu. Click request more information. My good friend, who is the dean of students and vice president, will reach out to you with more information. Again, faithiu.edu. Go check them out. They haven't gone woke. They won't go go woke. They've stuck to the Bible. We need more schools like that. But for now, um, go check out faithiu.edu. All right, guys, thanks so much for listening, and we will see you next time.